Hey, 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 it's Lee Fuller, a.k.a. The Funnel Helper. Listen, um, society is changing, language is changing, so the copy in our sales and marketing funnel needs maybe an update, maybe it needs to change. You know what? We're going to talk about it on this episode of Funnel Helper Radio. Let's go. For over 10 years, I've built funnels for clients one-on-one. Now I'm on a journey to build my million dollar business by helping 10,000 other business owners along the way. Together, we'll gather insights and action plans from the sharpest business minds on the planet. We'll discuss marketing, scaling, sales, and automation. As I grow, you grow. As I share, you share, and together we can exceed all limitations and reach our fullest potential. Are you ready? Well, let's go. I'm Lee Fuller, and this is Funnel Helper Radio. Hey, hey, okay. So, um, I was, the last couple weeks, I've been doing a lot of um, copywriting consultation and rewriting copy for clients, right? So, um, one of the things online, one of the things that can move your sales funnel, one of the things that can can make a drastic change in the amount of products sold is the quality of your copy, right? QC, quality copy, <laughs> TM. But um, so I, as I've been looking at some copy, there's a couple things that I've been noticing. One is I've been noticing how the language of, um, well, just in society in general, right? The way we communicate now has changed, right? Now, I personally, um, me and my wife has been watching, there's a, a show, uh, it's a couple years old now, but is Downton Abbey, Downton Abbey? And it's set in in Old English where, you know, the language is really elevated and it's very, I, I mean, the copy is good. The language, the script writing is, is very good. It's, it's regal. It's, it's um, an elevated language. Not quite Shakespeare, but what you would imagine that duchesses and dukes and earls, you know, would... Uh, how they would speak. So I enjoy listening to it, right? But after it's over and I flip the channel to E! News, (laughs) um, to CNN, when I flip the channel to your local news or just a a sitcom, you know, based in today's culture, you see how the language has shifted. See how the language has changed. And because the language of the people has changed, the way we communicate our products, services, benefits, etc., needs to change. Okay. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the changes that that needs to happen in your copy and some of the changes or some of the things that, that should stay the same or become more pronounced or emphasized in copywriting for uh, this generation. And then it may change again, right? When we just mentally send messages to people. But as long as we have to use words, 
Uh, we need to stay relevant and consistent with uh, the communication of society. So uh, let's see. Language generation is changing. We must suggest our language. So uh, sensory language uh, must be a part of our of our communication. Okay. This, uh, this, I keep saying on uh, today, this language or this generation or the buyers, uh, have been accustomed to, uh, sensory language, right? A lot of our music is very sensory or oriented. A lot of our purchase experiences. So the color using, uh, our five senses, touch, sight, smell, let me see, touch, sight, smell, hearing, and speech. So the more we're able to communicate in sensory languages, hey, this is how we feel, or this is how it sounds, or this is, you can, you can talk about the, the smell of fresh baked cookies, right? I'm using words, but I am activating your olfactory, you know, your, your sense of smell, because we can relate to it right? The, the scented pines of the, of the mouthwash, whatever, <laughs> uh, smell of mouthwash, whatever. So in our language, there is a growing trend to, to evoke more of the senses in our speech, right? So not, not the elevated, uh, where art thou with, you know, um, these, these $10 words, but simple language. So in your copywriting today, on your sales letters, on your marketing information, because we're being bombarded with so many languages, one change is your language must be more concise, more concise language. We are in the tweet economy. We are in the get the message. We process more information on a daily basis now than ever in history, right? Our, our news feeds, our Slack messages, our WhatsApp, our Facebook, our tweets, uh, blog posts, uh, news headlines, etc. We're processing much information. So we're used to people getting to the point a little quicker, getting to the punchline, being concise, uh, presenting your idea more quickly. Right. Uh, so we have to adjust that in our copy. Now, does that mean your copy needs to be shorter? I didn't say shorter. I said more concise, right? There are certain elements or certain points you still must emphasize, but you don't have to have such a big buildup or a big ramp up around the introduction of ideas or the introduction of concepts. You can elaborate to establish them and develop them, but Getting to the point quickly and now stating your case is a is a common uh, practice today in copy. So more concise language, writing like you talk, writing like you talk. I would always tell people that I'm a better writer than a speaker. Why? Because I can I can articulate myself clearer in words because I have to stop and think about what I'm saying, right? And then you can rewrite and you can edit, et cetera, for clarity, for speed, uh, yada, 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 right? But 
in this conversational language, in this conversational uh, environment, generation, writing like you talk will go a lot further than writing like you learned in English class, okay? Writing like you talk will go a lot further than writing how you learn in English class. Why? Because that is, we're used to communicating in that language. We're used to communicating in tweets and short bursts, okay? We have to adjust it in our copy. Sometime uh, I'll see and I, I'm guilty of it. Usually I would I would have compound and complex sentences. And I found that if I make simple sentences more direct um, without adding multiple conjunctions and 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 semicolons to <laughs> making these complex sentences, just shorten the sentence, break it into two sentences instead of just one compound sentence. Does that make sense? So writing like you talk being more concise, writing on a fifth grade level, fifth to seventh grade level. We used to write, um, so you used to try to write in a way that sound, in order for you to sound more educated, right? But in an educated society, okay, in a literate society, you don't get points for being the most educated writer. <laughs> the most, you don't get paid necessarily because you're the most eloquent writer. You get paid when the message you are sending is received. So if books, if best-selling books are written in a five to seventh grade level, then your copy, because this is the level in which we're used to reading, okay? The copy in which we're, the level of language in which we're used, used to reading should be the level in which our copy is written, right? Just makes sense. So, um, and then results and proof-based language. Speak in the language of outcome. Speak in the language of results. Speak in the language of proof. I had a conversation with a buddy of mine uh, and we were, uh, you know, you're doing your sales pitch, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, the turning point in the sales conversation was when we got to proof, when we got to talking about here's some clients that we've been able to get results for. Here are the industries that they're in. Here are the, they're, they did their part. We did our part. Does that make sense? So in your copy, some of the changes in this society is make sure you're more concise in your language. Make sure you're writing like you talk, more conversational. Um, make sure you're writing at a fifth grade level because that's the level in which people are reading at. Results and proof-based language, okay? Now, what has stayed the same? These are some changes. What has kind of stayed the same? Number one, you still have to have a hook. You still have to have a promise. Okay, it's still still got to be sexy, baby. Yeah, baby. Right? There still has to be something to grab my attention. Who was it? I think Hornig. Uh, John Hornig? Josh Hornig? I don't know. Facebook guy. He talks about a thumb stopper. Right? It needs to be a thumb stopper. 
it, your hook needs to grab someone's attention quickly. That has not changed and it will not change. Back in the days when in the newspaper, there was this little three line ad, it still had to catch people's attention. So the better you get at creating ways to stop attention, to grab attention. So this is your headlines. These are your, your um, bullet statements that grab attention and create emotional connection. That hasn't changed. What is lacking, well, what hasn't changed, but somehow people have stopped using it, is yes, we have the emotional attachment. We're able to create the emotional connection, but we have to validate it and support it with logic, right? So right brain, left brain, I don't remember which side. There's the emotional side. Hey, I got their attention. Great. There's the emotional hook. They felt the story. I'm concerned about the cancer patient. Or yes, I am failing and need to, to have a more, uh, a more consistent, productive, profitable funnel. Now we have to back it up with logic. The reason we're able to offer and create um, profitable, successful revenue building funnel is because we aren't dependent on one single aspect right? It's a multi-faceted approach. It's a multi-step campaign that creates the best results. Why? Because we see people, we, there are so many marketing messages that are being delivered now. The idea of placing all of your, all of your emphasis on one single exposure is dangerous. I was working with a client and we want to send out postcards. So we said, hey, let's send out 10,000 of these postcards, right? And I said, okay, that's great. But what we, all, what we should consider is how about sending 3,000 three times, okay? Narrowing down on our market a little bit, being a little more strategic, but going three times to the same or three contacts, you know, uh, a letter, postcard, a phone call, some type of multi-step follow-up. And we saw better results instead of one shot, one kill, blanketing everybody with 10. We saw more consistent results because we got some from the first mailing. We got some from the second and then we got some from the third. What does that mean? Some people need to see it more than once. Some people need to see it more than once, right? So the multi-step approach, create the logical support for why that's important. Whatever your, whatever your um, secret sauce is, whatever your golden nugget is, make sure you, you logically support that idea in your copy. And then directive or action-oriented language. In the military, we used to tell people, you know, speak with directive, give commands, go sit there. Hey, come here. We're going to drive forward. Hey, this is the plan. We're going to execute this. Let's do it now. Right. Directive language, imperative language, you know, commanding presence. <laughs> I went straight military. Uh, so let, let's, let's pull it back into marketing world, Lee. <laughs> uh, calls to action. Click the button. Order now, input your ad, you know, um, um, write your details, right? Enter your credit card information, click the button, go to the next page, right? 
use this action-oriented language. These things haven't changed, right? So there are some things that are changing in the way we communicate, but the fundamentals, make sure you have emotional hook, logical support, and action-oriented language. My name is Lee Fuller, aka The Funnel Helper. If your copy needs a little review, you're like, hey Lee, I've sent some traffic to it and we're not getting the results, then we can help. We can help you. Uh, so schedule a call with us. We'll get some, um, get some eyes on it, maybe give some feedback, or you may need us to help you rewrite it, right? Uh, we're available to do this because we're here to help. It's in our name, Funnel Helpers. Yeah. If you go to FunnelHelper.com or Funnel Helper Radio, you will see how to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's, let's talk about what's going on. Let's talk about where you're stuck because our job is to help you get past the hump from inconsistent sales to consistent sales or from non-profitability to profit. Everybody loves the profit, baby. My name is Lee Fuller, a.k.a. The Funnel Helper. I'll talk to you next time.